Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Train with the Coach. This is the show where I talk everything uh, running, triathlon, ultra running, nutrition, anything related to fitness. I love to answer questions. I love to give out advice for free. And that's right. As the music said, we're born to run. We've been running since caveman days. Uh, and I think that one of the things that we misunderstand about running is is running technique, which kind of bridges me into tonight's uh, show. Which is going, which is about kind of everything endurance, I think, a little bit. One of the phrases that I I really struggle with at this time of year is the term off season. Uh, to me, when you say off season, that means that you really have no intentions of of doing anything, or you're really going to take it easy. You don't have a lot of focus, and and sometimes at this time of year, that's it's nice to take some of the focus out of the training and just get out there and and have a little bit of fun, let the body recover, let it heal. Let the muscles get stronger. But I like to call this time of year conditioning and technique season. This is a time of year where I think we really need to sit back and say, okay, have I recovered from from a vigorous marathon, ultra marathon, or triathlon season? And say, okay, what do I need to do to recover? How do I get those muscles back um, that I want that and without overworking them? I like to get my athletes um some really structured strength and flexibility training this time of year. Um, that way they can move through casually, have a little bit of fun, obviously spend a lot more time with their family than when they do when they're in the peak training season and get into shape. I like to have my athletes work on technique during this time of year. Let's make the running form better. Let's make the swim technique better. Let's make the bike efficiency better. These are all things that we can look at for the next couple of months before we start getting into that focused training time of the year where we say, okay, here's my 24, 34, or 30 weeks to my next marathon, my next ultra marathon, or my next Ironman or 70.3. That way you're going into it in shape. You know, I often, I often find that you know, I follow a lot of pages on Facebook and I follow a lot of different endurance pages. And I always find that um, a lot of times people get all ramped up and next year I'm going to do an Ironman. Next year I'm going to do better at my at my marathon. Next year I'm going to do um, better at my ultra running. Rather than saying, you know what, right now I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to get into shape. I'm going to strengthen my muscles because Lord knows stronger muscles reduce injury. I'm going to work on my technique. And again, technique is a key to reducing injury and performing better. You know, I, I find it as, you know, I started my career as a running coach. I'm very, very fortunate. I've always had great running form and I've been able to teach people running form to make them better. Running doesn't cause injuries. Bad form does. Uh, and it's one of the things I think too many people ignore. You know, you go to the pool and it's drill, 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 right? To get the technique better so you're swimming smoother. You get on the bike, you get on the trainer, and you're doing a lot of drills to get that stroke efficiency down, the power down. But nobody goes out and practices their running form. I think you should go to the track once a week to practice your running form. I think that's one at least once a week. Run on trails this time of year if you live somewhere where there's not snow. Why? Because trails will help you learn how to lift your feet more and lessen your impact when you're running. And again, this all translates into a healthier season. So, you know, kind of in this episode, we, most people know about me and and um, who listen to the podcast and, and, and they know I'm, I'm a bit of a form um, guru um, and a bit of a swim technique guru. Um, but there are strategies for runners and triathletes that I think don't get ignored. You know, we don't discuss enough about training methods, techniques, 
tips tailored for runners. I mean, we need to cover topics like building endurance, improving speed, and preventing injuries, and especially at this time of year. You know, if we look at triathlon essentials, we dive into that world of triathlon. We explain three disciplines, swimming, biking, and running. And then we offer insights on training, transitions, and race day preparation. But this is not the time of year where that needs to be all the focus. This is that time of year when it's conditioning and technique. Um, Nutrition. How many of you have gone into the season and three weeks out from the race, you say, what should I eat on race day? Um, What should I be drinking on race day? You know, I... I encourage every one of you in this time of the year when we're in that conditioning and technique to educate yourself on your um, on your platforms. If you're a runner, you need to educate yourself on what kind of nutrition is best going to support me whatever I'm distance, distance I'm doing. You're a triathlete, same thing. Meal planning, hydration, fuel strategies for peak performance. This is a time to start dialing that in. I, and I talk to triathletes a lot and I always say, you know, triathlon's four disciplines, right? It's Swimming, running, biking, nutrition. But for me, it's nutrition, swimming, biking, running. You know, nutrition is that number one is that number one um, discipline that we all need to sit back, take a look at, and say, how do I make my nutrition patterns better? How do I be? How do I start eating better to support my activity down the road? Start learning how to do that now. Yeah, Thanksgiving is a week away. I get that. I mean, I really get that. Go enjoy your Thanksgiving, whatever you're doing. You know, you have to have those cheat, relaxed times. You can't sit there and say, I'm going to have this focused nutrition, and I'm going to start it now, and I'm going to run it all the way through my race next June, July, or August. Not necessarily a great idea. Understand now, start to develop now nutrition and hydration strategies for when you move into that peak training season. That's the important thing that you need to do now. Develop strategies develop conditioning, developing technique, share motivational stories and techniques to help, you know, your friends and your other athletes stay focused. Now, overcome these mental barriers now by not killing yourself on training. You know, Joe Friel, who wrote the Triathletes Training Bible, always had a saying, January's heroes um, are the tired legs that don't make it. We don't need to be running intervals right now. We don't need for any, if whether you're a runner, a triathlete, or an ultra runner, you don't need to be running intervals right now. You need to be taking care of your body, running easy, working on the technique, working on the conditioning, yoga. I'm a big fan of giving my athletes yoga videos to work out, some two, three, sometimes four times a week, depending on who they are. And this is drastically cut back on training injuries. Nothing upsets me more when I'm on a, on a Facebook Ironman page or ultra running page and I see, well, I had to, I, I had to defer my race because I pulled a hamstring. I had to defer my race because I pulled a quad muscle. I had to defer my race because my back went bad. All of these things can be avoided by focusing this time of the year on conditioning and technique. You know, it's, you know, injury prevention and recovery you know, we need to provide you, good coaches need to provide you on the guidance how to overcome and avoid common injuries. And that's not by shutting things down in this time that year. That's not by increasing your workload this time of year. That comes through developing a great strength and conditioning program that focuses on your disciplines, whether you're a runner, a marathoner, an ultra runner, or a triathlete, because all those strength and conditioning programs are different for each person. And you need to sit down and say, okay, where did I hurt last year at the end of the race? Where was I hurting? Where did I think? And how am I going to avoid that this year? 
Why did I have to defer last year because I got injury? And how am I going to avoid that this year? These are very, very, very important questions you need to ask yourself before you start going to someone else and say, how do I get this fixed? You know, we want to talk about cross-trained benefits. You know, you, they're, they're, you can't explain enough the benefits of cross-training and including the activities like yoga, your strength training, you know, cycling to improve overall endurance performance. And these are so many things that are so easy to do that are so important for you to have a great training and racing season when 24 rolls into, into play. You know, you had to consider your weekly and your bi-weekly release schedule to keep your to stay engaged. You know, your workouts can range anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, but you, you know, do they need to be longer? Um, I had an athlete the other day said, when do I start bricks? And I kind of smiled and I said, you know, start bricks for a while. Um, you know, you can do two a day workouts and I, mean, I don't care if you swim six or seven days a week because it's great cardio activity without any pounding, right? So that's one of the things that you should be thinking about is how am I going to keep my cardiovascular strength strong without doing a lot of pounding? Get in the pool more often. Even if you're an ultra runner, learn how to swim. You know, if you're just a marathon, learn how to swim. I Look, I take my marathoners and my marathoners get in peak training season at least one bike ride a week. And the reason why is because it's great cardiovascular activity without any pounding. And it allows them to loosen up their legs a little bit before they go into the next run. Uh, what are some of the other things I want to talk about? Let's break down the three tri- tri- disciplines of triathlons, swimming, biking, and running. Let's start there. You know, what are the challenges? Explore the challenges of triathlon training and racing. You know, what, what do you need to look at? Where is your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? You know, if you're a great runner, and I'm a big believer that runners win Ironman races, not cyclists or swimmers. Um, although Lucy Charles, who's an amazing swimmer, might have proved me wrong this year, but she also learned how to run. Um, so it's it, it's where's my where are my weaknesses? Where are my strengths? Where are my issues? Where are my strengths? How am I going to work on those issues to make them better? Do I need to spend more time in the pool? Do I need to spend more time working on my cycling efficiency and power? Do I need to spend more time on the roads? But right now, you want to do it all in a more limited fashion. We don't need to go into in, into interval training in November and December, and not even in January or February, and unless your race is in, unless you're going to Boston in March or April, and those times that will start. But that's a whole different mindset, you know. And really, and I can't emphasize this enough. Really, really, really delve into the crucial role of nutrition. You know, you want to understand that more than anything else. You don't have to hire a nutritionist. Look, there's plenty of us out there who understand nutrition and are willing to give you guidance on what to do. And I don't care if you're a carnivore. I don't care if you're a pescatarian, a vegetarian, or a vegan. I mean, there's options to put together meals that are going to help you recover and they're going to help you perform better and are going to help you prevent injuries. And that's what you need to sit down and think about now. You know, write it out. You know, how many of you are writing now? What's Here's my race goal. And, and I'm doing Ironman Lake Placid next year. So my race goal for Ironman Lake Placid is such and such a number. How am I going to achieve that number is what I need to be start writing down now. What do I need to fix? First of all, I need to dial in my nutrition. My nutrition has been crap since June when I had shoulder surgery. I'm being perfectly honest. Now I'm just starting to dial my nutrition back in again. I'm starting to go back to that, you know, 95% vegan lifestyle that I like to live because I know that digestively, energy-wise, everything is going to change for me as I get more focused on that. And when I step into my focus training for the race 24 weeks out, 
I'm going to be ready to go because I'm going to have a plan that's going to support that. You know, share your motivational stories um, from coaching experiences, you know, from your racing experience. You know, it's discuss techniques to build mental resilience and stay motivated. You know, I, one of the things I always talk to people about is having that positive attitude going into every workout. You know, if you don't have a positive attitude going into the workout, you're not going to have a great workout. You know, one of the things I always say is, you know, take a step back. If I wake up in the morning, especially this time of year, and I have a workout and I'm supposed to do it and I'm just not feeling it, well, I'm not going to do it. I mean, that's the bottom line because I'm not going to go out and have a bad workout that's going to keep snowballing and snowballing and snowballing into future workouts as well. Uh, you know, it's, I don't, I can't tell you enough what having a great attitude is when you're going into training and, and this is, and again, this part of the year, you know, maybe, maybe you had to defer and you're down from that. Let it go. Let last year go. Let's start building this year now. Okay, let's start figuring out how I'm going to train, how I'm going to get conditioned, what techniques I need to develop for next year now. That's the important thing. You know, don't get caught up and, you know, go and ask it, well, you know, I, I got to get three minutes a mile faster. I have to get one minute a mile faster. My swim time has to come down by 10 minutes. Forget all that right now. All you want to be focused on is what you need to know knowledge-wise what you need to do conditioning-wise, and what you need to do technique-wise. What needs to be worked on? Look, I have, I, even some of my more, most experienced triathletes, I have them make videos for me in the off-season so I can see what their swim stroke looks like so we can work on dialing that in. You know, I never, very seldom ever, I don't want to say never, you know, I never move athletes out of zone two training at this time of year. You know, I can I do things a little differently than a lot of coaches. I don't believe in a three-week-on, one-week-off pyramid. Um, I discovered about 10 years ago that a lot of my athletes during that third week were starting to experience fatigue and developing, you know, some owies that we had to back away from stuff for. So now I go two weeks on and one week off. Look, pros can train in, in, in the original pyramid three weeks on, one week off, and that's fine because they go out and run, they go home, they put the recovery boots on, they lay around for the afternoon, take a nap, have something to eat, and then they get another workout in. Well, unfortunately, the average age grouper doesn't have that flexibility to do that. I mean, you have to get up, get your workout in whenever you get it in. You got to take the kids to school, take them to soccer practice. You got to go to work and walk around all day. So you're getting a second workout in and a third workout in every day of the week. So don't push. I don't like to push my athletes into that third week of build. I'd rather give them two weeks and then give them one week of recovery. And sometimes during that one week of recovery, I start to work on the fast twitch fibers a little bit. So what I'll do is say, okay, instead of six workouts this week in, in zone two, where you're going a little bit longer, I'll say, hey, we're going to go out. We're going to do some fart licks. We're going to do some zone three fart licks because we want to wake up those fast twitch fibers so we can start to develop them early in the training training cycle without overdoing it. So as we move through the training cycle, we're able to incorporate these harder workouts and not worry about injury. Look, most of us race in that upper zone two, zone low zone three area. We're not pros where we're pushing mid zone three to upper zone three when we're racing. You know, we get out there and race and, and we're doing our best to keep, you know, functional, to keep going forward, to keep getting through the race. You know, you know what the average marathon times are. You know what the average um, Ironman times are. 
And they're there because what have we learned to do? We have learned to be consistent. We have learned to control our heart rate. We have learned to control our nutrition so that on race day, we're not able, and we certainly don't want to be able to go out there and race in that upper zone three or, or lower zone four because we're going to collapse. There's no doubt about that. And there's benefits to zone three. You know, for years, um, we referred to zone three as the no benefit zone, right? And because it wasn't, you know, we were overtraining, overtraining. But the bottom line is, you have to you have to get into the benefits of zone of the zone three training in order for race day when it comes around to say hey um, I, when my body asks for it it goes to look most of my marathoners and if you race a marathon um, to go out there and have your PR and have your best time you're going to be running most of that marathon in zone three so you got to get the body conditioned to do that and the way to do that is just every now and then. In the early, in this part of the season, and, and during conditioning and technique season, start to throw some fart licks in there. Um, you know, get get on your bike, start to spin a little bit faster, because we want to wake those fibers up, so that down the road we can make the adjustments that we need to make, so it work a little bit harder. Um, you know, again, we always talk about zone two is a fundamental component of endurance training programs. It lays the foundation for improved performance in longer races and events. However, it's essential to balance that zone two training with other intensity zones and recovery to ensure well-rounded training. Uh, it's, and, and I can't say this enough, recovery, recovery, recovery. That's your most important workout of the week. It's the most important workout of the month because that's the one that lets you get ready for the next, for the next workout. You know, when we think about it, if you're going out and, and as you move into the next season, when you move into focus, when you move into focus training, those recovery days, you know, they are going to be so important to keep you mentally focused and to let your body recover and rebuild. And that's why I jumped from three weeks on, one week off to two weeks on and one week off, because now you have that extra couple of weeks during a training cycle where you're getting a little bit more recovery in there. And look, you can still get all your long stuff in. You can still get those three-hour runs in. You know, you can still get that six-hour bike ride with a, an hour run brick workout in it on the end of the weekend, but that comes down the road. You know, right now, we just want to focus on getting in shape, getting conditioned. You want to become as smart as you can possibly be. You know, I love it when my athletes challenge me because they read something that they that they you know, assumed was going to be correct information. They said, hey, coach, I think you might be wrong about this. And I'll look at it and I'll say, okay, well, let me see when I look into it and see what we're doing and if we can change. I mean, you want to be adaptable, right? Let's be adaptable for everything that we do because that's what's going to make us successful when the races start. And I can't tell you enough, it all starts this time of year with conditioning and technique. You know, my athletes are now in the gym two, sometimes three days a week. My athletes are now doing yoga two to four times a week. My athletes are all running, swimming, biking with a focus on going easy and working on their technique. You know, send me that run video so I can break down and see if we're going to have any problems. What's going to make you a better runner is better technique. What's going to make you a better swimmer is better technique. What's going to make you a better cyclist is better technique. And you have to start looking at those equations and those workouts now. And, you, and I really say, if you've signed up for races next year, as most of us already have, especially if you're doing Ironman because there's never any openings unless you sign up the day after the race, now is the time to start developing your mental strength, um, your mental knowledge, um, your conditioning, um, and your technique because that's what's going to help 
when the hard days come down the road. Trust me, I, you know, I, I had to defer this year, but mine was dumb. I fell skiing, and I had to have my rotator cuff and bicep tendon um, reattached. Um, so I had to defer my races. Um, this year, and I'm telling you right now, as I'm setting out my own training plan and talking to my coach about my training plan, this year, I'm working right now on conditioning. I'm in the gym three times a week. Um, I'm running very, very easy. I haven't been on the bike yet. Um, I'll throw my bike on the trainer maybe starting December 1st just to start getting the legs loose. I'm a, I'm, I'm a swimmer. I love to swim. So I'm in the pool right now once, maybe twice a week. I get my massage weekly. Um, I'm doing my yoga now again. I mean, all these things to help me get ready for next season is what I'm doing now. And I think that's what you should be doing as, as well. If you don't have a coach, you know, do your research. That's the most important thing you can do. Do your research. Um, you know, there's lots of good stuff online. I mean, there's lots of stuff that's very confusing because it's contradictory. One coach said one thing, one plan says another thing. Um, you know, reach out. I think there's a couple of us um, on on Facebook, on Instagram, on other places that are willing to answer questions. I know I'm willing to answer questions anytime you send me a, a, a DM or anytime you want to give me a call or send me a text or whatever, and I will give you my number and my email address at the end of the podcast in order for you to do that. Um, whatever your goals are for next year, they start right now with conditioning and technique. They start right now with building your knowledge base. They start right now by developing your nutritional plan. Right, let's, we're going to get through the holidays, right? We're going we're gonna to pig out on Thanksgiving and eat everything that we're not supposed to eat. Okay. We're gonna, Christmas is going to come around. We're going to pig out again over the Christmas holidays, and that's okay. New Year's Eve, if you're a drinker, I'm sure you're going to go out and have a few pops. And guess what? That's okay because those things help to mentally refresh you as well. We always have a tendency to be a little too stringent in our training programs and start eliminating, 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 eliminating. And pretty soon we're sitting around saying, my life sucks and I can't get anything done. I don't feel like doing this. You know, why did I ever sign up for this race? I didn't know it was going to be so much work. You don't ever want that to happen. That's why now is the time to plan, the time to gain knowledge, the time to gain conditioning and the time to work on better technique. Um, If anyone has any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, My email address is prsfit at gmail.com. My phone number is 631-640-5696. Happy to answer any questions. You can send me a text. Um, If you call, I don't recognize your number. I may not accept it. Leave a message and I'll get back to you because I get a lot of spam calls. Um, But I'm more than happy to help anyone uh, with any questions that they have. If you're looking for a coach, I've been doing this 25 years and I'm I'm happy I'm taking on new clients again. I just... uh, sort of retired from real world um, working and I'm now just focusing primarily on my on my coaching again. Um, so I'm always looking for clients. I'm not going to be shy about that. I'm always looking for clients as well. Um, my plans next year is I haven't signed up for a 70.3 yet, but I'm doing Ironman Lake Placid um, and I will probably do a fall marathon. Um, I'm getting old and that's about all, that's that's about all the racing I have in me. Um, I love taking care of my athletes. I love taking care of you guys. I love answering your questions if you have them. You know, it's people I say, well, sometimes you give out too much free advice and there's no such thing as too much free advice. Um, so please don't um, hesitate to reach out to me. Again, prsfit at gmail.com. My phone number is 631-640-5696. This is the coach. You all have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon.